Hello and welcome to F1 Chronicle. My name is Tom Downey and welcome to episode 236 of Grid Talk. But today we are here to discuss qualifying for the Japanese Grand Prix. Just before we begin, if you enjoy the podcast, we would love it if you could take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, you'll automatically go into our monthly draw to win a Grid Talk t-shirt from our champion range of merch. Now, alongside me, first of all, we have F1 Chronicles' very own Ruby Price. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Let's not go there yet. It's too <laughs> early. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, second of all, we have uh, we have Louis Edwards. Louis, how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Very well. I'm making a sensational return to the show after after a uh, after after an absence. We have Steve Jackson. Steve, how are you, my friend? I have returned. Nick Latifi needs to be concerned. The GOAT title goes to me. I mean, what can you say to that, really? Probably so, yeah. a lot of things, and we'll need to offline those for later. Yeah. I imagine I'm in trouble now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's leave those for the after-hour show, shall we? But, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, if you are one of the 72 people who are not yet subscribed to the channel, please do consider helping us out with a like and a subscribe. So... Uh, it is 9 a.m. here in the UK, uh, and Steve is getting getting one up on us because, uh, for for once, um, it's it's me, Ruby, and Louis who are up early to, to watch Formula One. And today, like I said, we're talking about qualifying for the Japanese Grand Prix. So first of all, Louis, I'm going to come to you, and I'm just going to caveat this: Max Verstappen has taken pole position initially. This is subject to him going to see the stewards for, for an incident with Landon Norris. Um, so at the time of recording, he's on pole position. We have not heard anything otherwise. Um, so we will update you if anything comes in. But on the topic of Max, I mean, it didn't look like anybody could touch him today, did it? No, but the Ferraris definitely gave it a good go. I mean, the, the gap in the end was you know, less than a tenth. It was really close. And it's, you know, it goes back to sort of earlier qualifiers that we've seen this season where the Red Bulls and the Ferraris just so close. You know, it is so apparent that those two cars are so similar. We really have been robbed of what could have been a much more exciting championship fight this season because it's clear to see just how how close these cars are. But Max, in the end, you know, second run was a bit scrappy. That first sector really let him down. But it was enough. His first run was enough to get him on on provisional pole. I will say, um, I believe as we're recording this now, there is a, the series inquiry is just started. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Max did a great job. He does a great job in qualifying every week, and it's the reason why he does. He's done so well. But uh, if he does get a penalty, I don't think it's going to be too difficult for him to get back through the field. Um, that Red Bull. Looks very strong, and there are definitely places to overtake in Suzuka. And but you know, you got to give fair play to Ferrari as well because they actually did push him, and it and it did look for a second like he might have lost that pole. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, the Leclerc did sort of come out swinging a bit in uh, in uh, the start of Q three as well, um, which was uh, which was a bit of a surprise. 
But um, Steve, I'll give you both Ferrari drivers because they qualified P2 and P3 respectively, with, with Leclerc being P2 and Sainz being P3. Um, not an awful lot in it between them. Uh, I mean, it, you know, it, there was there's about a fag papers difference between them in terms of times. How do you think they're going to fare tomorrow, especially if they end up with a front row lockout? Uh, comes down to whether Max actually keeps pole uh, for one, um, and also uh, I. I say this half cheekily and half seriously, whether their strategy team is actually interested in, you know, leveraging where they've, uh, where they've finished today. Um, in saying that, though, uh, this is the closest they've been for quite some time. I mean, they, yeah, it's, it's nice to see that small of a gap between first and second, um, between two rival teams. We normally, like, we've, we've been very used to having, like, Mercedes one and two or you know not so much the season with Sergio being a bit but Red Bull one and two so it's nice having uh having Ferrari just sort of um keep Max and uh, Max and check I actually thought Carlos had this uh he, he looked pretty solid this weekend so far so I thought he may have had the upper hand on on Charles but there's nothing in it um I mean Charles is Q3 time 129314. Carlos was 129361. There's nothing in it. Um, in fact, I think between yeah, between the top four, it's uh it's it's less than a, it's half a second between the top four um and six tenths of a second between the top five. So it's been it's been incredibly competitive. Um so qualifying in this instance is all about those diminishing returns and Ferrari have obviously got a good qualifying setup. I'm not too sure about their long runs. Nobody really got much of a representative long run in earlier this weekend with all the, with all the rain. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the weather's due to do tomorrow. Um, I'm kind of hoping it does rain. Um, that'll, you know, mix things up a wee bit but um the way the grid is at the moment it'll be interesting and if max gets a three-place grid penalty he will either charge through the field or punt somebody off and that's always uh entertaining depending on what side of the fence you sit on yeah i mean max is absolutely golden boy he would never do anything like that and it's not like his dad's got a reputation for doing things like that so i don't know where you're coming from steve um anyway i say that taking cheek as a max fan so um uh, qualified P4 uh, is Max's teammate, Sergio Perez. Um, Red Bull don't like to do things easily, do they? You know, obviously, Max is uh, under investigation for quality this week. Perez under investigation last week after after he took the win. Uh, Louis, um, Perez, he set the fastest time in Q2 uh, towards the end of the session. He went absolutely f- bombing round, absolutely flying round to the end of Q2. So I was... Uh, I did think for a second he would be on pole, but uh, nah, he's uh, he's not allowed because Max is going for the title. What do you think his prospects are for tomorrow? Podium win? Well, I might, Ruby, I might let Ruby. I might let answer this one. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> because I already have my piece on Max, so I'll let I'll let Ruby go for this one. Thanks, Ruby. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean to say that he was eight tenths off his teammate in Q three. Uh, not Q3, FP3. Um, it was a good turnaround for Sergio Perez, I would say, to be, you know, in the zone four, like, you know, that battle for P1. Red Bull aren't going to let him do it whilst Max is still, you know, got a championship to win. But um, he, he, Sergio Perez is the one driving that car and ultimately he's the one that's going to make the difference. Um, 
if he starts P3 tomorrow because he's going to be ahead of his teammate, potentially, um, I don't think he's going to stay ahead of his teammate for much longer given Max only needs to outscore Charles by eight points and Checo by six or to just, you know, get the win and fastest lap and he's got the championship side. But, um, yeah, a good showing for Checo to be P4 on a non-street circuit, which, you know, we've been calling his pedigree lately. Yeah, he does seem to have a bit of a penchant for uh, street circuits, I think it's safe to say. But, uh, but yes, um, P5 uh, and uh, a much improved outing for him in this qualifying day is Esteban Ocon of Alpine. Uh, I mean, given he was out in Q1 uh, last week in Singapore, I think he's. I think it's safe to say he's back where Alpine will want him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were saying in the in the preview show uh, earlier this week that Alpine have an amazing car and have amazing drivers. So their reliability has just been horrendous uh, recently. Um, so yeah, it was great work by both uh, Alonso. Uh, but especially Ocon, He's brilliant uh, to P5. It's been so close this weekend between the McLarens, the Alpines, and the Mercedes, and it'll do wonders for Alpines, you know, championship um, standings as they, of course, they fell behind McLaren um, after Singapore. So it is a big opportunity that um, Alpine have taken here to really stamp their authority on fourth place and not allow McLaren to get a sniff at it because. We don't really know what's going to happen with that Alpine between now and the end of the season. And, you know, given the fact that they're probably going to take engine penalties at some point in the next four races because of their engine issues that they had in Singapore, they came out today and they did what they needed to. And Ocon, um, you know, showing uh, his um, his new teammate, uh, Pierre Gasly, exactly what he was going to be contending with in that team next season. Yeah, I think it's safe to say we could see a couple of sparks at Alpine next year. Obviously, with the Garcia knock on apparently not being the bestest of buddies. Um, so that could make for an interesting dynamic. But hey ho. Um, but Steve, P6 is hashtag blessed, aka Lewis Hamilton. Um, he, I believe, commentary said that he is leading the qualifying head to head with George Russell uh, this season. I think he makes this 10 to 7 or, or, or 11 to 7. Um, or I might be hearing somebody else's stats. Either way, he's P6, decent result. He loves Japan, Japan loves him. Um, do you think he's going to hold on to this position for the race tomorrow? Uh, it's hard to say. Um, I think it goes back to what I said before with Red Bull, the, uh, just weather has sort of made this quite hard to call. Um, the I... I I, I sort of tricked myself into thinking that Red, that uh, Mercedes actually had found something in their car earlier this weekend. And then I realized that you couldn't make those uh, first two practice sessions any more wet if they were in the damned ocean. So the actual representative running wasn't, I don't think that was very fair at all. Um, in saying that, though, uh, it is nice to see hashtag blessed um, uh, sorry, Sir Lewis Hamilton, um, actually, you know, beat George Russell on representative pace over a single lap. 
um, or, or over multiple laps. But you know that that one lap is what is uh, is obviously what counts that fastest lap. So yeah, fair play to him. Um, he's uh, it's been a yeah, it's been a fairly I want to say quiet weekend for Mercedes, and in some ways it's a good thing for them. They've obviously had a bit of a mirror of a time, um, and yeah, it's. They're obviously working behind the scenes to try and get that car sorted for next season. I imagine it will look very different, but they have to make do with the uh, with the equipment they've got at the moment. Um, I think Lewis's biggest threat is the guy right behind him in the uh, in the other Alpine. So I, um, you know, I, I it, yeah, it's really hard to call. If it's a dry race, I don't think the Mercs have the raw pace to actually stay with Alpine or to keep them there. If it's where obviously the actual overall performance side of things tends to drop off a wee bit and the actual skill of the driver becomes more relevant. It's relevant anyway, but when it rains, we all know how good Lewis Hamilton is, but we also know how good Fernando is in the wet as well. So um, yeah, should be interesting. Absolutely. Uh, I believe there is a somewhat 70% chance of rain tomorrow as well. So we could may well see, could see something exciting tomorrow. I hope so. the best news I've had all weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ruby P7, uh, as Steve said, Fernando Alonso. um, uh, He is, what, tenth behind Hamilton, if that's. Um, you know, this this top this the top sort of eight nine drivers really 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 close in qualifying. Do you think Fernando will give it a bit of spice, or do you think it will be shutting GP two engine down this down the main straights again? I mean, this is the location where he famously came up with the GP two engine phrase. You know, for Honda's home race when he was back in McLaren Honda. Um, I mean, it's Fernando, isn't it? Like he's always going to bring a bit of spice anyway. Like. He obviously has some unfinished business after the um, disappointing result in his 350th, I think, race last time out in Singapore. Um, It just all depends. You know, it's Formula One. Um, Anything's possible. And when you've got Fernando Alonso in your car, like that just makes the even more impossible just a little bit more possible. Provided his car actually survives the race, though, that is because, as we've mentioned, Alpine have been awful with reliability this season. Yeah, um, Alpine has been about as safe as my emotions this year, so it's uh, it's it's not it's safe to say it's not been brilliant. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, uh, yeah, Fernando's either going to sort of blow up on on a certain lap, or he's going to do late breaking into into the into the um, into the S's. Well, both at the same time. Anyway, um, Louis, P8, George Russell, a uh, bit of an arguably disappointing showing from him. He was right on the cusp of the cutoff for for Q3 at, at the end of Q2. I didn't think he was even going to make it into Q3 at one point. Maybe it was a bit of wishful thinking on my part. Um, but no, he got there. P8, you could say not a brilliant result, but also... The times between between the drivers, like we said, is, is so fine in um, in uh, in in Q three that uh, that it might it, you know, it might not tell the whole story. But uh, could you see him charging his way up the field tomorrow? Do you think he'll get back into back into a top five finish after that came crash into a halt last week? I mean, I think I think um, as 
um, as Steve was mentioning with with Lewis, you know, I think this is going to be two different races depending on whether it's going to be dry or wet. And I know there is a significant chance of rain tomorrow. And I think the Mercedes showed in practice that they do have good wet pace. I think the key for them, maybe like Singapore, will just be getting temperature in those tyres now to make sure they get, you know, get a good start, just get make sure they get plenty of uh, temperature. Otherwise, they could find themselves falling back. But I think. I think for Mercedes, tomorrow is going to be a matter of trying to keep with the Alpines, um, try and, you know, try and get ahead of them if possible and just keep them behind. I don't think they're really going to be looking at the Rebels and the Ferrari. So I think that fifth place is what the two Alpine cars and the two Mercedes drivers are going to be, um, are going to be fighting for tomorrow. But I... <sighs> As for Russell's sort of chances, I think no, I think he's just a little bit off where we would really be expecting him to. I think Singapore was a really tough weekend on him, and I, he hasn't bounced back as I would have hoped. But you know, it happens in Formula One. Sometimes you have a bad race, and it kind of just knocks on to your next one. But he'll get back in some time. But I think the Alpines are just going to be a little bit too quick, and I think Lewis is already in a better position and will probably hold on to that fifth place if he gets it. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a yeah, I think I think I think that's a fair that's a fair assumption. Uh, Steve, I'm going to give you both these drivers uh, next to each other. Uh, running at the top ten, P9, we have Sebastian Vettel. Very welcome to turn to the top three, and just edging his teammate is Lando Norris in P10. Um, I mean Seb, I it was nice to see him back in back in uh, back in Q3, especially given where his teammate qualified and uh, and Norris once again. Beating, beating Danny Rick. Yeah, I uh, uh, yeah, bit of a bit of a um, uh, semi-emotional uh, end to uh, to Seb's qualifying. He he uh, he had a wee message over the radio just saying he'll miss this place, which is fair. He's had a lot of success here, four prior wins with uh, with Red Bull, I th- or three with Red Bull, one with Ferrari, I think maybe. Um, was it all four with Red Bull? I don't know. I digress. Um, but yeah, um, nice to seeing. Nice to see him in the top ten. Um, it didn't like the the Aston Martin didn't actually look too uh, too easy to drive for him. I mean, they were both sort of moving moving around a, a fair bit. Um, I think especially in practice three that um, uh, through the low speed corners, it really was just skating around. It looked like it was on ice, so it didn't look like a particularly pleasant car to drive. So. Um, fair play to him for uh, for for putting it in uh, in ninth and uh, yeah no surprise Lando well ahead of his teammate in terms of one lap pace um, it was quite close in uh, in uh, Q2 um, I think two tenths or thereabouts and then Lando's Q3 pace was about you know was nearly six tenths. Uh, above what Daniel managed to to achieve in Q2, so um, there was obviously far more in that car for Lando for Q3. Um, but the track was actually um, uh, slowing down a wee bit as well. Um, and we've seen when you know when temperatures drop and that sort of thing, and it uh, it's just it's not as uh, as compliant to surface. That's where Daniel really struggles. So I'm not too surprised about that uh, that six tenth gap, but. Um, yeah, I, I I'm hoping for 
you know, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a, you know, a solid race result for both McLarens tomorrow. I mean, the livery that they've got on these cars, I don't know if it's permanent or not, but I, I quite like it. Looks great. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I think they probably need to, um, to work on that those uh those race runs but um oh only temporary okay um i mean keep it on there because it looks cool um but yeah bigger problems i think bigger problems for mclaren especially yeah i don't think it's something that a fancy livery is going to fix unfortunately as, as nice as it does look you know as much like the golf livery of, of monaco last year it's not going to hide the obvious paint especially for for ricardo um okay uh moving sort of further down into q2 uh, Ruby Valtteri Bottas P12. I don't really know what to make of him today. Uh, he was he, he was sort of he looked okay, but then he looked a bit slow, and then he just needs you know he needs to make some of, some of his espresso with his porridge, I think, to get him going a bit. Um, should we see him in the points tomorrow? Do you think, or do, or do you think he's destined for P12? I think how you were starting that kind of just described Valtteri Bottas's career so far. He looked okay. And then he was a bit more disappointing. Um, but yeah, like I it all depends really. Like if Ricardo has the race that we know Ricardo can do, which is finishing about 30 seconds off his teammate, but still, you know, competitively, um, I don't see Bottas getting into the points. And it all depends on whether Vettel um, you know, has given up entirely on Formula One. But um I see him sort of staying around where he is. That's kind of the races that Valtteri Bottas has been driving lately. Um, it's certainly not the you know highs of the start of the season where Alfa Romeo absolutely smashed their um, car weight versus everyone else. But yeah, it's it's just been a bit of an anonymous session, I'd say, for Valtteri Bottas today. Um, and it could even be another anonymous race. Like his anonymous career, I suppose. Um, anyway, God, you can, you can tell us early. Uh, behind Bottas is home hero Yuki Sonoda. Nearly outqualified his teammates, made it into made it into Q two. Seems to be struggling with brake issues, um, and I noticed. I think it was the end of one of his runs in Q one. He had a huge lock up into the final hairpin and had an, and had an enormous flat spot on the front of his. Uh, I think it was on his front right. Um, but still, into Q2, do you think the sort of home advantage, if you like, helps? Because because uh, most commentators say because you're about two tenths. It appeared to today. Well, I'd hope so because you, you know Yuki's going to need it. Because um, I think he needs a bit of home luck just to get him to the end of a Grand Prix safely. Um, but as it would appear, the car is, is is not wanting to help him do that because it won't stop when he asks it. And it, did, it was the same for Pierre Gasly in this session. Um, I think Sonoda did a great job to get it out of Q1 in the first place. Um, maybe a bit of a bit of home, you know, home favour there. Um, but I wasn't really expecting him to get much further than that. And I think where he ended up was kind of where we were expecting. Um but he was looking good. I think it's just the problem is was that car just couldn't stop, and he was ha- forever having issues into the slow corners, be it the hairpin midway through the um, you know, is it a hairpin midway through the the track um, or at that final chicane? It's just those places where you can lose a lot of time if you get it wrong on the brakes, and when you've got a car that is just 
I'm not quite sure what the problem was and then sure if the, the brakes were getting long or they were just, you know, or the car was just refusing to stop or there was just like an issue with like glazed brakes or something. I don't know. It's the, they haven't really said, but hopefully they can get it sorted for the race. Um, it's going to be one that Yuki will be determined to finish. And it'd be great if he does, because I think Yuki's had to go uh, through a lot um, this season. He's he's really not been as good as I'd hoped, but, um, you know, he will get it. Of course, this won't be his only uh, Japanese one Prix. He's still contracted for next year. So theoretically, he can still do it again if it goes wrong. But uh, I think he'll be in for a good race tomorrow as long as his car, well, can actually stop. Yeah, and it's uh, it does seem to be an issue which has been plaguing our Tarries this weekend. Um, yeah, so I mean, knowing his luck, he'll uh, he'll have brake failure and stuff into the wall in front and sort of on the main straight. At least he'll get a big cheer for it. Um, P fourteen is Guan Yu Zhou Zhou Guan Yu. I'm never quite sure which way around to say that. Uh, I thought he was going to outqualify Bottas at one point. Sadly, didn't. Um, Steve. Bit anonymous again. I mean, I don't don't really know what to say about Joe. You got anything to add? Yeah, not for lack of trying, but yeah, very much an anonymous weekend. Um, he's definitely not a terrible driver. Um, I just don't think this is a track that particularly suits the short short wheelbase uh, of the Alpha. Um, does quite well in sector one, but um, beyond that, it's uh, it's down on pace and um, just struggles for for uh you know high speed stability um and uh yeah i it, it's a tricky one uh i think the alfa romeo we saw at the start of the season um you know with the with the ridiculous uh weight undercut that they managed to get over over everybody else it's not false performance because performance is a as a package it's everything it's your power it's your it's the way it's delivered it's weight and so on but i think that maybe that that may have hidden a few just sort of like quirks of that design um it's by far and away the shortest car in the grid in terms of its wheelbase um it's also the lightest but that doesn't necessarily translate to a car that can actually cope with these high speed circuits and we saw that at uh austria um we saw it at um was it spa i think as well where alpha was a bit just sort of inconspicuous and not really getting anywhere so it's a it's a it's an interesting car philosophy and i think they have nailed it in the long run that you know formula one is moving more towards these sort of festival weekends at street circuits and car parks in the middle of vegas which sounds about as exciting as stepping on a lego um but uh, i mean they are they are they do have a, a i think one of the more consistent car concepts on the grid and that they've chosen a design philosophy and a path that they want to go down and stuck with it but it doesn't do them any favors when we get to these you know more typical and traditional fia circuits where you know the speed is is quite important um and no matter how slippery they try and make that car it's not going to make up for the fact that it is quite a handful in uh, high speed you know direction changes so um yeah I, I mean i think again if it's a wet race tomorrow that will be where they can you know capitalize on on you know some 
some misfortune of others. And I think they were up in the sort of, I, I think, yeah, I'm just having a look. Valtteri finished Q1 in ninth, Cho going to Guan Yu in 11th. And then it was, um, uh, yeah, 8th for Porridge and then 10th for Zhou in, in Q2. So, oh, sorry, in uh, free practice too. So those wet sessions do show that they do have far better wet pace than they do dry but we also know that those practice sessions aren't really representative so um yeah keen to see how it goes but i'm yeah i'm gonna keep my expectations fairly low for this one yeah i th- i think that's fair enough with uh with uh alpha Mo. i mean I, I don't yeah you covered everything off there um Ruby, Mick Schumacher, I qualified his teammate for once, um, which, well done. Uh, I think the most spectacular thing he did this weekend so far was crashing after the end of one of the uh, one of the three practice sessions, so he didn't bring out the red flag during the session. What a good guy. Um, but yeah, I qualified his teammate, made it into Q2, was last in Q2, but still made it there. Anything to say on him? Um. I mean, like you say, I think it was a good job for him to outqualify his teammate after the very limited running between the wet and dry sessions. Um, obviously, they had to rebuild most of that hass after the aquaplaning incident at the end of Q1. Um, but yeah, it'd just be you know nice to see Mick actually finish a race with some, I don't know, panache. Um, just actually giving us a reason to associate the name with him, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, he's he's being billed as this marketing tool based on his name, but can we not have a marketing tool based on on some talent? Which I'm sure he's got. But he's just not showing it at the minute. And I don't know if that's a Haas problem or if that's a Mick problem. Yeah, um, and... First of all, shots fired, um, but yeah, but yeah, but I, 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 th- I, th- I think that's a very good point. You know, he's a, yeah, he's a, his his name is helping him and hindering him at the same time. I think it's fair to say. Uh, we'll move into the last few drivers quickly because there's not an awful lot to talk about. Um, Louis Alban P16. I mean, he's in Williams. What can you say? You're going to get charged on him or not? Really? No. Cool. Um, Gasly, P17, suffered brake issues. Anything to add on Gasly? Anybody? I'm just going to throw this out there now because we're... He's very same. shouty now that he he's been freed. Yeah, he, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I said to other Tom in the uh, in the, the uh, chat during qualifying just that after, when they interviewed him after uh, Q2... Uh, well, after Q1, sorry. It's just the face of a man who's just mentally checked out. Yeah. I think yeah, I, th- I I I imagine there's quite a bit of relief that he's uh, that he's leaving because you you just sort of get the impression that he's sort of considered you know damaged goods at Red Bull, which is a shame because we know he can drive. Um, just uh, in the chat, everyone, if you can put down who punches who first when they when uh, him and uh, Esteban are at uh, Alpine together next year. Um, I'm going to say punch by Australia and walls in the garage by Hungary. All right, thanks, Steve. I mean, I don't. Yeah, cool. <laughs> thanks for that. Um, yeah, All right. I, I, I think I think Gassi's just going to bash in Ocon because Ocon's a little weasel. Um, 
if, if, if you ask me. Um, yeah, uh, P18, uh, Kevin Magnus, this is just ascended into anarchy now. Um, P18, K Mag, anybody going to see the one riding K Mag? Because I thought it was a bit of a disappointing show from him today. Uh, uh Ruby be losing to Mick. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I genuinely forgot about him. Oh, I'm yeah. being serious. I, 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 I had to scrape for where he was all weekend. I've, I've just had to scroll further down on the web page to find his name. Yeah, <laughs> I um, know some of it's t- TV time, like you know, if you're near, if you're down the back, you don't get the TV time, but I mean, ugh, it's. Yeah, the the hopes and expectations of K Mag making a triumphant return, triumphant return to Haas of um, yeah, they're gone. I've I I'm struggling to recall the last time a team promised so much but delivered so little in terms of a sort of like comeback. McLaren Honda. Oh, that's yeah. a good shout. Yeah. Uh, or this being the year that um, the Ferrari comebacks. Mastercard oh, yeah. Lola. Does that count? No. <laughs> that's, that's 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 just a meme by this point. Um, Dry a motor. <laughs> oh god, alive. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, right. The last two drivers on the grid. Uh, god help us with these two on the back row next to each other. Lance Stroll and Nicholas Latifi. Now, have they had a coming together this season? I think so. I can't quite remember. And I just want to point out that Latifi, absolute gent that he is, qualified P twenty with a five place grid penalty, so nobody else get affected by it. What an absolute stand-up guy! That's how that's how considerate he is. I think he should have to actually be like the equivalent of five more grid places back. I I think he should just start from back in Singapore at this. Guys, point. I've got oh, breaking no, that's news. Not, that's not. Sorry, breaking news. Max. Max Verstappen has received a reprimand. Oh, oh come a on! A reprimand. Come on, really? <laughs> a re- like, here you go. You've just endangered your life and the life of another driver. Slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. But if any other driver does it, it's a five-place grid penalty and you have to go to dinner with Marco. <laughs> Steve, put the gin down. Um... <laughs> Sorry. The good thing is, with Lance and Nicholas next to each other, they're both Canadian, so they'll just be really polite about who gets who into T1. So, you, know, you go first. No, I insist after you. It's fine. Oh god, alive! This is just ascended into into something. I mean, that's what FI, that's what the FIA are doing, <laughs> descending into something. Yeah. If we actually put Latifi five equivalent places back, there's a real risk that the um the course cut the medical car behind them will actually pass them. If we consider that, yeah. is the course car eligible for points? Well, know, we've currently got 22 people in the drivers' championship in a 20 car race, in a 20 car championship. So, yeah, you know, and, why and not add Bert Mylander to you it as well? Think of the amount of laps that Bert Mylander has led in the, in the wet. You know, he should, yeah, have won, yeah. he should have won the the Spa 2021. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he is the goat. Yeah, Latifi is fired. He is the goat. Well, Latifi's fired anyway. Oof. Um, yeah, so that was your rather chaotic roundup of uh, of, of qualifying for um, uh, as you say for the Belgian Grand Prix. No, that's not right for for, for the Japanese Grand Prix of uh, twenty twenty two. Uh, as you can tell, I don't usually do these things in the morning. Um, 
because uh, my I'm I'm still waking up. So let's do a um yeah. So let, let's let's do let's do some predictions for tomorrow. I want to hear everybody's prediction for who they think is going to win and who their podium is going to be. So first of all, Ruby, who do you think is going to win tomorrow? I think it's going to be Nicholas. No, it it's going to be Max Verstappen. Like it's it, he he wins from fourteenth. He's starting pole now with a reprimand. Um, yeah, he's 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 won this race tomorrow. Okay, Louis, who's going to win tomorrow? Uh, oh, come. I like the way you think, Steve. Who's going to win tomorrow? Not interested. Fair enough. Thanks for coming. I just well, <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, so I've I'm I'm actually quite hosed off with this. A reprimand for that. It doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't, save it, it just, for the post show, yeah, Steve. Save it for the post show. Yeah, Steve, okay. save right, it for right. the post show. Okay. Logic would dictate Max. I, I think Fernando's got an outside chance, though, especially if it buckets down. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Fernando or Lewis, if it, if, it, if it buckets down, I think those two will be scrapping for the lead purely because every other, other car's been set up for, I mean, what? I mean, yeah, I think Merck is setting up for a wet race shows with how draggy it is and Alpine are just going, going like just, just, just bananas for it because they want that P4 for constructors. So, yeah, I, I think those two for spicy, uh, but for logic, I think, um, uh, I think Max. Uh, okay, um, and for me, yeah, I mean, especially now he's got a reprimand. Even if you even if you have had a five place good penalty, I just had max. But yeah, I think it, I think it's provided he doesn't stuff the start or um, or, or what have you. I think he's going to win. Um, okay, I want to hear your podiums as well. So Ruby, you've obviously said Max is going to win. Who do you think is going to be on the podium alongside him? If it's a wet race, I'd go with Steve. Options of uh, Hamilton and Alonso, maybe. Um... Or I might save that for a bold prediction and say Leclerc and Signs. Okay, so you're going Leclerc Signs, yeah? Okay, uh, Louis, what's your predictions for the uh, for the podium? Well, I've already put, I've already put Ocon on to win. So I'm going to go with Charles second. And then you know, Perez third, because I think there's going to be an accident with Max and potentially signs. Have you been drinking? No, it's just early in the morning. I've just woken up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steve, do you think it's going to run at the podium? Uh, yeah, dry race. Uh, I think starting order, Max, Charles, Carlos, wet race. Oh, Lewis Fernando, and just because I'd love to see the 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 just the old timers on the podium all together one more time. Seb for third. I would, I would like to see it. But I, mean, I, I would love to. Like, it's a very outside chance, but that would make me a very happy lad. I'd love that. Absolutely, yeah. That would uh, that 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 would be nice. To be fair, um, and just quickly, bold predictions. Ruby, what's your ball prediction for tomorrow? White race, Lewis and Alonso. I've already said it. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, I mean, Louis, you've already said yours. I can't win. So, 
I don't think that's that bold. I think, you know, some collisions. Um, if I, especially if I say, like, you know, if Max and Max and Carlos come together tomorrow, then, you know, there's potential for safety cars and strategies. And, you know, I think the 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 Alpine has the pace, you know, when you know, take um take, you know, raw power out of the equation when you've got you've got rain and you've then got a very competitive Alpine, I think. Um so I don't think it's completely off the um off the you know off the uh out of the box to say that he, he has a chance of winning. But um I'm gonna bold prediction, I'm gonna go with both Alpha Tauri's to score points. Okay, that is very bold. Uh and Steve, dare I ask? Uh, Crofty will say it's lights out and away we go. Um, and if it rains, Mick Schumacher top eight. Ooh. If it rains, top eight. Practice one, he was on it. Absolute king. And totally put it in the wall. Um, okay. Right. Well, thank you everybody for listening, for watching. Apologies if that was a bit, uh, bit chaotic, uh, this, this morning. I uh, just want to give everybody a chance to promo themselves or their media outlets of choice. So, first of all, Ruby, who are you? Um, what are you doing here? Where did, who gave you a key? And um, where can we find you? I think the same could be said to you, Tom. But um, yeah, fair. I'm Ruby. I'm one of the hosts of Grid Talk, and you can find me on the socials at Rubes R U U B E Z. Uh, put a zero zero one if you find me, if you want to find me on Instagram. In the end. Very hipster of you. Uh, Louis, where can we find you? Who are you? Get out of my house. Um, what, uh, yeah, what do you do? You'll never find me, Tom. Um, I, I co-host this um, majority of the t- uh, uh, most weeks. So if you want to find more from me, um, yeah, just subscribe to the um, F1 Quick Talk podcast. Okay, and last but not least, Steve. Please go out of the basement. Um, <laughs> where can we find you? Where are you In from? In your basement, apparently. Uh, <laughs> you set yourself up. Um, so I'm one of the uh, admin slash uh, mods for uh, for Shakedown, which is a motorsport conglomerate. Now, normally I'd plug this, but I am going to get a bit serious for a moment. Um, uh, last weekend at Bennett's uh, British Superbikes, uh, unfortunately, there was a bit of an accident which involved Chrissy Rouse, who sadly uh, succumbed to his injuries a couple of days ago. So um, I just wanted to uh, pass on my uh, deepest condolences to the Rouse family. Uh, Chrissy was an incredible rider and a just a, a solid human being. So, uh, yeah, really sad. But um, on, a, uh, on a slightly more positive note, um, we do motorsport stuff for everything. So open wheel, motorcycles, GTs, prototypes, rally, you know, you name it, we've probably got it. Just no V8 supercars because fisticuffs. So, um, yeah, uh, come find us. You can find us on Facebook. So look up Formula Shakedown or Moto Shakedown or just Shakedown or whatever you, whatever sort of motorsport discipline you're into. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be happy to have you. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, and and uh, I'm part of the uh, the Formula Shakedown group on on Facebook, and they are a fantastic bunch of a uh, bunch of, of individuals there. So I would highly recommend, highly re- highly recommend uh, partaking in some healthy debate if you want. Just uh, just just uh, 
don't be an idiot, please. Um, and me, I am a, uh, I am also a co-host, obviously, of Grid Talk alongside Ruby and Louie and several of our, of our other dazzling presenters. Um, you can find us. This is a lovely segue. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, where most episodes are recorded live, as well as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Football, Omni Studio, and Pocket Casts. Just search Formula One Grid Talk for our back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions to both qualifying and race results. Please also consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get better mics, lights, and recording equipment. You can also get your hands on some official Grid Talk merch at f1chronicle.com forward slash store. Also, please make sure you are subscribed so you're the first to know when each weekly episode is released. We'll be back tomorrow to review the... Uh, I was going to say Belgian again. We will be back tomorrow to... It's because there's a thought of rain. It's because get PTSD. Tomorrow, we will be back to review the Japanese Grand Prix after a two-year hiatus. So please do come watch, listen, partake, and we will see you all tomorrow. Goodbye.